Welcome to Alberta Health Services COVID-19 podcast. In this episode, Dr. Dean Ruther, AHS Medical Director for Community Oncology, answers questions about the impact the COVID-19 pandemic is having on Alberta cancer patients. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Ruther. Given the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, what do cancer patients need to know in terms of protecting their health and safety? I think the most important things for cancer patients to be aware of is that they need to be following the recommendations that are out there for all of us as members of the public. So paying attention to social distancing, thinking twice about visits outside the home. Is it, why am I going? Is it necessary? Um, Are there different ways that I can do what I need to do that would prevent me from needing to travel? Um, Good hand washing. The importance of that cannot be over overstressed. Um, those are the important things that we all need to be aware of. For cancer patients, we are doing everything we can to try to maintain service um, so that we continue to provide the care that patients need, but we are doing that in different ways. And so your interactions with the healthcare system and with the cancer care program may look a little different over the next few months, but our goal is to maintain service and care as much as possible. Are cancer patients at higher risk of getting sick and experiencing more severe symptoms? I I think it's a legitimate concern for patients, cancer patients, to be thinking about what is my risk as it relates to potential COVID-19 exposure. Not all cancer patients are at higher risk, but there is a subset of patients who are on chemotherapy treatment, patients who are on treatments that may be um, mildly or moderately immunosuppressive, And some of our patients come to us with pre-existing conditions that may increase their risk for potential complications from a COVID-19 infection. Um, uh, So patients may not be at higher risk for acquiring the infection, although a subset of cancer patients may be. Cancer patients may experience more severe symptoms from COVID-19 and their potential to get Uh, more sick, more severely ill with this is probably greater for certain of our patients, but certainly not the case for all cancer patients. How has the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic impacted patients actually going through cancer treatment? So um, during the COVID-19 pandemic, we recognize the need to maintain services for our patients. So we are continuing to see new patients who need to be referred into the clinic for consultation with us. We are maintaining our ability to deliver chemotherapy and radiation therapy treatments. Um, uh, But your interaction with the system may look different in our efforts to keep people out of clinic environments. So we are doing a lot more, uh, using a lot more virtual technology, uh, simple things like phone calls to pre-screen prior to a cancer clinic visit to assess Can we deal with things over the phone, um, such as prescriptions, questions you may have about treatment, reviewing lab work before your visit? There's a lot of things we can actually do over the phone that then prevents the need to come into a clinic. But if we need to see you in clinic, if there's a concern on a patient's part or the physician or nurse who calls the patient, here's something that says, you know what, this isn't a visit we can safely put off and deal with over the phone you still need to come and see us, those services are there. There may be some delays in getting in for lab tests and scans because of impacts that this is having on the healthcare delivery 
our staff are also being affected. But uh, we've done a pretty good job of being able to maintain and not have a lot of de- delays to date in, in most of our cancer facilities. What is AHS doing to help protect patients coming for appointments or treatment? So there's a, a few things I would want people to have a heads up about. First of all, you will likely receive a phone call in advance of your visit. And that is to, uh, to prepare you for that visit. Part of that phone call, though, will be going through some questions related to potential concerns about COVID-19 or other respiratory infections right now. Um, It's extremely important that people respond to those questions honestly. Um, We have had some circumstances where um, patients have been concerned that if I report these symptoms, I'm not going to get seen, I'm not going to get treated. So they've stayed quiet and made their way into the system to a point where we have concerns that there's been exposure we could have avoided. So answer the questions honestly. We will do everything we can, whether your responses to questions are positive or negative, to ensure your care continues. But we need to make sure that that's done in a way that protects not only you, but the rest of our patients and our staff. So a phone call ahead of your visit is likely. That will include screening for COVID-19. If we are in agreement that that clinic visit needs to go ahead, when you come to the cancer clinic, you will be screened again. So you'll be met uh, at the door with a series of questions. And if we have concerns about potential infection or symptoms that may suggest COVID-19, you will likely be taken into an examining room where we can keep you isolated from other patients, but your visit will continue. You will see the physicians and nurses accordingly. If there are concerns that you may be dealing with an active infection, then the best thing for us to do may be to delay your treatment by a couple of weeks to allow those things to settle. Um, And so that's the other thing I would warn people about. Your visits will continue. Um, uh, you will receive recommendations for treatment, but depending on whether you are dealing with symptoms related to COVID-19 or otherwise that suggest to us it would be safer to put this treatment off for a couple of weeks, that's what we would recommend to you. Is there anything patients can do themselves to help make their trip to treatment as safe as possible? I think the most important thing is, is, as I said, answering those questions honestly when you're screened so that we can do our best to protect you and others. Um, uh, I'm going to say again, good hand washing. Uh, Anytime you have a concern uh, or coming into a new environment, if there's an opportunity to wash your hands, do so. Um, Avoiding contact with other people who are obviously sick. We're all doing that right now with the social distancing. But if there is uh, a family member who is sick, if you can avoid contact or uh, produce or or, uh, create appropriate social distance between you and that individual, um, then that's important to do. That is also information we will be asking you about when you come into the clinic. Have you been exposed to someone or been in contact with someone who may have uh, COVID-19 or may have had recent travel that puts them at risk? All of that's part of our screening process. Following treatment, is there anything patients need to do to reduce their risk of getting sick with COVID-19? I think the recommendations would be very similar to the things that we would recommend to patients 
outside of the setting of a pandemic. So patients who are on treatment need to make sure that they're trying to maintain hydration and oral intake. We don't want to see patients losing weight. One of the key triggers for us to say that a patient should come in to attend a clinic visit as opposed to being dealt with over the phone is if you're losing weight. So keep up your hydration, try to maintain your oral intake and weight, try to maintain a level of physical activity, recognizing that right now that is a bit of a challenge with it's more difficult to get outside, but look at things you can do at home to stay physically active, get the sleep and the rest that you need, take your medications as they are prescribed. Um, those would be the things I would say to people. And then pay attention to the recommendations that we are all dealing with right now the social distancing, the appropriate isolation, and question, uh, asking yourself questions about the need for travel outside the home. So what happens if a cancer patient is diagnosed with COVID-19? If a cancer patient um, is diagnosed with COVID-19 or has concerns, uh, symptoms that may suggest COVID-19, then um, depending on whether we feel there is a concern about being immunocompromised or not, might influence how we manage that patient. For most of our patients, um, we would uh, uh, respect the recommendations that are in place in regards to if you're sick, we want you to stay at home, self-isolate for a period of time to cover when we're concerned about the infection and the potential to spread the infection. But for our patients, it is important if they're on active treatment, particularly with chemotherapy, or immunotherapy drugs that we're checking some blood work and maybe doing other parts of our normal assessments to make sure that their symptoms are not related to another issue as opposed to COVID-19. So the most specific example I can give of that and where most of our patients come up with questions, well, I've been told if I get a fever when I'm on chemotherapy treatment, I'm supposed to call. And I had, I've done that before and the doctor told me, you gotta go get some blood work done, you've gotta go up to eMERGE, because we're worried that your blood counts are low and you may need an antibiotic. Well, I had a call, or I had developed a fever, I called 811 and they said, oh, you should stay at home. Approaching that as they would a member of the general public with concerning symptoms for COVID-19. So we've worked with the 811 operators to ensure that there is an additional question in there, are you a cancer patient? And then we can direct patients accordingly because we do not want to miss the potential for other problems that could present similarly that we would manage differently than we would COVID-19. And what happens if a family member of a cancer patient has been diagnosed with COVID-19? We would want to know about that. So when we call, we'll be asking about potential COVID-19 contacts. Um, if we have a concern based on that, that you need to be screened before coming in, we may arrange that um, over the phone or through, through the public health office. Um, uh, but in general, we are going to try to maintain visits uh, and treatments unless we have a specific concern regarding COVID-19 for a patient. So exposure to a family member or contact does not necessarily mean and is, is unlikely to mean that your treatments would be delayed, but we do need to be aware of it so we can appropriately test for it. And if we have concerns, then we would look at our treatment plan and say, 
is it a greater risk here to continue with treatment as opposed to taking a break and allowing someone a period of time to be over this concern? Or is our greater risk here, we need to continue with this treatment because it's part of a curative intent strategy. And yes, there's a concern about contact, but this patient is well, we can screen them and swab them and our treatments will continue. If a loved one has been diagnosed with COVID-19, should an immune-compromised cancer patient isolate away from that person? Yes, I think that would be an important thing for a cancer patient to try to do. The, the most important part of protecting that patient is the good hand washing that we've talked about. The social distancing is important, but can be a challenge to do in a, in a home environment. So wherever possible, I would recommend that. But um, more importantly, uh, good hand washing is what patients need to be doing. And then letting us know when we contact you about an upcoming visit that this concern exists in the home. If a cancer patient is able to work and that work is still required to be done outside of the home, what recommendations do you have? So for most of our cancer patients, um, continuing to work uh, and, and um, uh, maintaining that normal activity, we would recommend. It, for patients who we are specifically concerned about potentially being immunocompromised, many of those patients are on treatment such that they're not able to work anyway. So I think it's important for patients who are going through active treatment to have a conversation with their physician. Well, I'm feeling well enough to work. I'd like to keep working but maybe I shouldn't be given the treatment I'm going through right now and my potential risk. I think that that question comes down to a specific conversa conversation between your physician and the patient. I understand my treatment. I understand the risks that this is putting me at in terms of potentially a higher risk of COVID-19 infection or complications. Should I continue to work or should I be protecting myself by staying away from work? Any advice for family or friends supporting a loved one going through treatment during the COVID-19 pandemic? Generally, we encourage patients to bring someone into them, in with them to their treatment appointments. So if you're coming in for a consultation, coming in for a visit during your active treatment, it's really helpful to have another set of ears there to listen, remember the conversation, because most of us don't remember everything that comes out in a visit with a doctor. Um, so in general, we really like it to, like to have a family member or a close contact support person come in for uh, visits with patients. During this time, uh, our approach to that is a little different. And so um, if you require the support of someone because of issues related to mobility or cognitive issues, it's a bit more of a struggle to, main, to hang on to information. Um, and there may be other circumstances where we would say, yeah, this is an important circumstance for a patient to bring a care provider with them. If we can avoid bringing additional people into the clinic right now, we will. And so we would encourage you as you prepare for your visit, well, can I take my phone in and have the family member listen into the conversation over the phone? The My Care Conversations app that is available uh, on uh, through AHS could be downloaded onto a phone. A conversation can be recorded so that you could take that home and have that discussion after listening to it with family members. 
So we, we want our patients to be appropriately supported when they come into clinic and if, if you need a support person with you, we will support you in that. But we'd ask that you give some consideration to that ahead of time. And if it's safer for me to come in on my own, are there other ways that I can use technology to share information with family members and support members? Now, what about support inside the home? So for family and friends whose natural tendency is to draw closer to a patient who is going through this, um, we ask that you give some thought to that before going and doing that visit at home. Remember that as a member of the public, um, you are at risk for acquiring this infection and potentially transmitting that to your family member or loved one who's going through cancer treatment. So look at other ways of supporting your family member or friend. Can you reach out by the telephone? Can you maintain contact by Skype or other means um, in ways that would avoid that physical contact that might risk uh, transmitting an infection? Can you go out and pick up some groceries for them so that they don't need to have that exposure uh, out in the environment? Um, so those are the kinds of things we would ask family members and friends to think about. And as a contact person for a patient dealing with a cancer diagnosis and going through treatment, it's just that much more important for you to be paying attention to the things we are all instructed to look after right now. Social distancing, good hand washing, thinking twice about why am I leaving the home today? What is it that I need to do in person? And is there an alternate way of, of uh, looking after my, my chores today? Um, protecting yourself is protecting your family member who's dealing with a cancer diagnosis. Any additional advice? So these, these are indeed unprecedented times. This is a, a unique experience for all of us right now. Um, our most important goal right now is to ensure the safety and protection of all of Albertans, including cancer patients. Part of that is ensuring that we continue to provide the care that patients need. So cancer clinics are open. We are engaged in our normal day-to-day -day business, business, including seeing new patients, seeing patients who are on treatment, seeing patients in follow-up. But the way that care looks for the next while may, be, may look different. We are trying to take advantage of any way that we can use technology to limit visits into a clinical environment to help um, um, limit that potential for risk and spread. So the important message I think here is we're still here to provide the care that you need. It may look a little different. If we need to see you in the clinic to address a concern, we will do that. But we will always look first at the potential to deal with things as much as we can over the phone or at a distance to provide the protection that's needed. Thanks, Dr. Ruther. You have been listening to the Alberta Health Services COVID-19 podcast. For the latest information on COVID-19, please visit alberta.ca forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening.